This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Return to me. Return to me. With every breath, return.
job, Soulshine. Nice job, congregation. <laughs> <laughs> so our queen of celebrations, Miss Claire Kubota, is slacking off in Roatan. So uh, Jane is on for celebrations. Well, wait, before we start, this is the first Sunday of the month you have You have birthdays, and I'm first. Me too, me too, me too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm turning 50 this month. So Leo, Leo's rock. I know I don't look a bit older than 60, so thank you. <laughs> but uh, my kids, both my kids' birthdays do this. And Grace, my lovely daughter, is turning 16 tomorrow. Woo! So yes, I want to sing a special birthday to everybody. We love August's birthdays. Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to us. One more time. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Stay off the roads for a while, guys. <laughs> How many of you have birthdays this month besides all the finches? Oh, Tamara, okay, all right. I, yes, I know. <laughs> I still remember her from way, 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 way back when she was doing some kind of a speech training and she did this whole thing on her August birthday and sunflowers and how she's like a sunflower and <laughs> I, I just always think of her that way. <laughs> yeah, so who has got celebrations? The online crowd, you're slacking there. I keep saying, I feel like Major Tom, you know, who is anybody out there? <laughs> I know that Jim is celebrating the clear air and, and he's ready to go to all the way to Happy Valley, probably on his motorcycle. I don't know, but he's, he's happy. Nolan, wait a minute, you're going to have to stand up. You know how that goes, because you're usually behind the camera. Face that way. My sister's getting her license tomorrow. Yeah, I love those people that don't wait a day. My daughter waited one day because she was sick and didn't want a bad picture, but she got it the next day. <laughs> Somebody, Karen, stand up and face that way. I am grateful to have my granddaughters with me today, Lily and Alexis. We are always happy to see those two. Okay, I am getting my aerobic exercise. I am celebrating that. <laughs> Um, I'm selling a house in Florida. It's an investment house we've had for years, so it's time to sell it. And it was stuck. It wasn't doing anything. It took a month to get online. Da, da, da. Put a request in. Kevin answered my prayer. He was my prayer chaplain. Got movement within 48 hours. 12 offers last weekend. And some of them were investors. And I really, really didn't want to sell it to an investor. Those, of course, were the best offers. I didn't want to take another house out of the market for a middle-class American family. So my prayer was for, excuse me, was for a family, and my highest and best offer right now is from a family, so we accepted the offer. Uh, that is so beautiful. Don't you, don't you love the consciousness of this community that that's, that's what someone is holding? And, and the prayer, so you don't have to wait. You could start filling out your prayer claims now if you're online and the rest of you have got phones. Text away. <laughs> Speaking of prayers, so our beautiful Terry, you know, is on her way to join her family. And in our community, you know there are people that will pray with you, for you, around you, in spite of you sometimes. Um, but, you know, Terry had gotten to a stumbling block. And so she called me, and I so love those phone calls. And we just, whatever comes out of me, I'm not quite sure who's in control and then I get a text 48 hours later it all went it all happened it's all perfect 
So celebrating Terry and her movement away and surrendering to the highest good. That's beautiful. Thank you. Anybody else? Jody. I had a neat thing this morning where I'm watching Vicki and Jeff Jacobs' home and dog, Sadie, for a month, for the month of August while they're in Arizona. Why they're good to Arizona in August, I have no idea. But anyway, they're at Sedona, so they're in a good place. But um, Vicki had shared that Tam had prayed with her about something very important to her heart before she left. And then she told me the answer to that prayer and then took off on her trip and didn't tell Tam. So I saw Tam this morning, and I'm saying, listen, God answered your prayer with Vicki. So I love this community and the way that um, word gets around. <laughs> Uh, my beautiful wife, Loma, and I are um, celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary. Uh, my name's Naomi, and I'm celebrating friendship. Um, yesterday or the day before, I was in full crisis mode. <laughs> And I call Carol Fox, if anyone knows her. If you don't, you must. And I march over to her house, and we go for a dog walk, and I am full and filled up and whole and just so thankful for her as a sister and thankful for this community for connecting us. Anybody else? I, I'm celebrating Sandy over there, who usually is stuck in Macy's working on Sunday mornings, that she's here with us. <laughs> Any other celebrations? Okay. You, you ready for that one? Sure, but I'll go first. So okay. my, the one that I'm gonna add that you don't know about, <laughs> those of you who know I've been in ministerial school, I'm at the point for four years now, actually, and I'm at the point where I'm just a little burnt. I'm ready to have homework off my plate. Um, and I wasn't gonna take a heavy load in fall, but it turned out the three remaining required classes I need are being offered in fall. So I'm taking five classes this term and I will be done with the 900 credits. Yeah, then I, then, I, then I go into internship, there's more, but this is the biggest heavy lift, and I'm yeah. kind of dreading the next 10 weeks, but I'm really looking forward to the end of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So the other thing that we want to celebrate is that we decided as a board to hire Sylvia to be the other half of Claire for all the operations part, and she's going she's gonna to take on more of the marketing end of things, which both of them are very happy about. And, and the other thing she's going to be doing is she is going to be the spiritual leader for our new ACT ministry. And I'm going to let you talk all about that. So um, we, we had our first meeting, and as, you, as you, many of you probably know, we've had an earth care team here in this congregation. We're one of the 60 or so certified Unity Earth Care congregations worldwide, which basically means we d have done and are doing our best to really be good stewards and, and, and have a environmentally responsible footprint here and some other actions in our, in our own personal lives and whatnot. But we hadn't been very engaged on um, more of the spiritual activism front and issues like houselessness and some of the, the, the nitty gritty things that are happening in this community. And there are some other real faith leaders who are quite engaged in that. So we had our first meeting of what we were calling the Social Environmental Economic Justice Team, which is clearly impossible name, right? Um, and the name that we've landed on now is the ACT Ministry, Action, Compassion, Transformation. So, yeah, yeah, so, th so thank you to everyone who showed up to that initial um, get, to get together, and I know a whole bunch more of you wanted to be involved and couldn't make that date. We've got another one scheduled. We're just gonna keep it rolling until we figure out how we can take our unity principles off the meditation mat into action, so, yeah. We're totally celebrating that and curious to see where it will go. And now it's time for us to move into our discussion with each other. So this is a time where you get with somebody you do not live with and 
the question that Megan has given us for today is, what is your favorite saying or lyric about love? Was, there was a saying, lyric, or quote. Saying, leering, or quote about love. Okay, just a few minutes. Get with a partner. And if you're online, start writing it in the chat. All right, we are gonna go into prayer now, and I really appreciated what Tam said about praying for someone despite, because that's really resonating with me with my son this morning, I can tell you, um, despite. Uh, I like to say in unity, we not only have some wonderful prayers, we have wonderful prayers, and Tam is definitely one of those. So the thing I most love about unity prayer is that it's affirmative prayer. We're not beseeching to a being out there. We're literally aligning ourselves with creator, with source. It's about, it's about bringing ourselves into a place of prayer. So with that, we focus on this holy instant of right now, which is where all life is lived, and tuning into our innermost selves, our truest identities. We affirm that we are divine beings, that we are connected to extensions of creator and source and that we have power at this level to absolutely shape every aspect of our life. We affirm complete health for all who are seeking it. We affirm prosperity and abundance and financial ease for everyone who may think they're facing lack right now. We affirm the flow. We affirm peace in relationships and within ourselves. And in so doing, we claim that as we raise our consciousness, as we draw on the truth for ourselves, we also shine brighter healing lights into this world. We share that light with every single being we come in contact with. Knowing that this truth is so, we say thank you, and so it is. Amen. I forgot to mention also one of the great services that Unity provides is we have prayer claim forms. You can get it right on our website. You can get it in the uh, Facebook chat, I believe. Really easy to get to. And if you fill that out, we have prayers here 
that will pray on that. And then it gets sent to Silent Unity where Silent Unity prays on it for another 30 days. So it's just an awesome, awesome, awesome service. Um, We highly encourage people to step into that. And I think we're, I know Jane is midway through a prayer class um, and we are looking to add a few more people to our prayer team to respond to those claims when they come in. So if you have an interest, let us know. All right, we're gonna go into just a short meditation, as is our way, and focusing back in on that prayerful space and that sense of I am, focusing in on love, go to a place within where you are feeling great depth of love for someone. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a child, a lover, a sister, a mom, a dog. Great, great deep love. Notice where you feel that in your physical body. And then allow that to grow, to build to flow out of you, to touch the people to your left and to your right, to join the current, the mighty current of love flowing through this room, connecting each one of us. Feel it reach out and send love to every loved one in your life, everyone whose life you are in some way supporting, touching, guiding. Feel this giant orb of love that's, that's, that's literally encompassing this building right now, flowing out to our community. Love is one of the things that expands as we give it away. Feel it growing as it's flowing. And for just a moment, stay focused on this image of our individual and collective love flowing and growing throughout our whole community and into this world. Unlimited in potential. as we start to bring awareness back into our bodies and back into this room allow for the allow for the connection that that love is still flowing out still expanding even as it's coming back to us multiplied let's hold that place of love throughout this next song and this upcoming wonderful talk Soul shine. Spend my days with a woman kind, smoke my stuff and drink all my wine. Made up my mind to make a new start Going to California with an aching in my heart Someone told me there's a girl out there With 
Love in her eyes and flowers in her hair. Took my chances on a big jet plane Never let them tell you that they're all the same The sea was red and the sky was gray Wondered how tomorrow could ever follow today Mountains in the canyon start to tremble and shake as the children of the sun began to awake. Watch out. I see that the wrath of the gods got a punch on the nose, started to flow. I think I might be sinking. I'll throw me a light if you reach it in time. I'll meet you up there where the path is straight and true. Find a queen without a king. They say she plays guitar and cries as she sings. La la la. Ride a white mare in the footsteps of dawn. Try to find a woman who's never, ever, never been born. Standing on a hill in my mountain of dreams. Telling myself it's not as hard, hard, hard as it seems. awesome you guys thank you so much I sort of feel like Megan Hardy doesn't need an introduction because she does so much in this community and she hosts up here a lot and she speaks pretty often um, what I will say for those of you who don't know she does a really amazing program helping people get to their best selves working with horses and it has the coolest name unbridled courage which I think is awesome. So, and I will also say personally, Megan and I started out on the ministerial class path pretty close to the same time and did a bunch of classes together. And anyone who's been around her at all, I think you can just kind of feel the naturalness of her wisdom and her spirituality. So I love that, um, I love that you're doing the talk today. And also, I'm pitch hitting for host, and I've been bumbling it a little bit. So if you guys can pull up the affirmative prayer that I forgot, <laughs> Megan is going to lead us into that and then go into her talk. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. The reminder is as much for you guys as it is for me to ground into this moment. So if you could all join me in saying this lovely prayer about love. Love is our ultimate reality. 
everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer and illumined by love. <laughs> and so it is, and so it is. <clears throat> so that was important for me to do because I want to start my talk off sharing a little bit of behind the scenes of this week leading up to this moment. So has anyone ever heard of imposter syndrome? Yes. <laughs> so as the days passed, getting closer and closer to Sunday and closer and closer to this moment of stepping into these shoes on this stage to share a talk about love, I caught a severe case of imposter syndrome. Now, thankfully, it didn't include a fever or a cold or cough or sneeze, thank goodness, but it did cause this tremendous pit in my stomach. And it wasn't the expanding butterfly effervescent nervous excitement pit, it was dense, heavy, contracted energy. So I sat with that. What was that all about? And if I'm gonna put the truth bomb card on the table, I would say the last couple of months, it has been hard for me to find firm footing standing in love. Now, I see a few of you shaking your head. It's entirely possible that I'm not the only one who has been feeling like this, not only for the last couple of months, but maybe for the last year and a half. So, I sat with that. And I said, okay, if I'm not standing in love, then what am I standing in? What, do we know what the opposite of love is? Fear. fear. So if I'm not standing in love, then I'm standing in fear. And what's the antidote to fear? Love. <laughs> so here I was. I had made a commitment to come and simply share, at a minimum, some stories about my journey of love. And at the best hope that it inspires a little bit of hope in someone here in this room or online with us who might also be sitting or standing in fear and needing some sort of shift into love. So here I am. I pulled the big girl skirt on. I put on my I have superpower bracelets and I showed up. But I forgot to mention that the whole time I had this little voice, this very positive, very loving, very encouraging voice telling me all the time this past week, well, what the heck do you have to share with anybody that has any value about love? <laughs> so that was not real helpful in this predicament. So I also know what best to do with that little voice is to give it a hug and say, thank you very much. Your wisdom has been heard and I've got it from here. But I did make a little peace treaty, if you will. And the peace treaty was that at the beginning of my talk, I would make a disclaimer. And that disclaimer is, I am not by any means an expert in this subject. <laughs> I am, however, an expert participant in the topic. And so let me preface that a little bit more. So I say here, my life has been filled with love. All kinds of love, I, you name it beautiful parents, beautiful family love, amazing friends. I'm surrounded by horses and dogs and cats and nature. I have beautiful kids, a beautiful husband. So, so much love from day one. I'm very blessed, very blessed. So thank you very much for holding that blessing with me. So as I looked at that journey, there's a couple different phases that stand out to me from coming into this world as this beautiful baby to this moment where I'm here sitting and talking to you about a wedding dress, a bumper sticker, and a tattoo. So I would say in the name of love, I've done a lot of different things. I've moved states to a state. I've left states. I have changed jobs. I have changed my hair. I have made mixed tapes and scrapbooks once upon a time. I'll date myself a little bit. I've climbed to the top of mountains and I have run long, long, long miles. And I don't even really like to run long miles. 
So in essence, when I was feeling this fear, what I was recognizing is that I was following a pattern of running towards love and then running away from love. And so, in that pattern, all that I can know to do is to love. To love the fear and to move out of my own way. So, again, we have this beginning where I come into the world filled with love and then I move into a childhood where I look back and I think my parents have been married since they were 20, 21. They met in college. They're intact. They're celebrating their 50-year wedding anniversary next year. Amazing. So I have this beautiful role model of what love is. And I have this idyllic picture of what it means to be in a loving home. I have a younger sister. We have a loving relationship. To this day, we have a loving relationship. And as I look back, something in that childhood, despite all the love and despite all the, the giving of love, I made up that love was a finite resource. And so when my sister got more attention, she got more love, and therefore I wasn't getting the same attention, and therefore I wasn't getting as much love. And so that was the first time where I separated from this truth of unconditional love and then put love as a thing outside of myself that was a resource that was given to me by others. And then we move from that phase into becoming a young woman and trying to figure out what love means to me outside of the home. And so let's pause here for just a moment to actually define love. So according to Webster, (laughs) love is a noun, person, place, or thing, And that noun states that love is a strong affection for another rising out of kinship or personal ties. It's also a warm attachment, enthusiasm, and devotion. So we might say, in short, love as a noun is a feeling. But then Webster also, as I mentioned, said that love is a verb, which is a word to describe an action, an occurrence, or a state of being. So as I was preparing for this talk, I found a song by John Mayer, and the lyrics go like this. Love is a verb. It ain't a thing. It's not something you own. It's not something you scream. When you show me love, I don't need your words. Yeah, love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Love ain't a crutch. It ain't an excuse. Now you can't get through it on just piles of IOUs. Love ain't a drug, despite what you've heard. Yeah, love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Show me, show me, show me. You gotta show me. Show me, show me, show me. Love is a verb. So then I went on to ask Dr. Google, how do we put these nouns and these verbs out in the world and how is society and culture using the word or the term love? So we get these awesome sayings like, Better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Love makes the world go round. Love hurts. Love knows no limits. Where there is love, there is life. All you need is love. Wise men say, only fools rush in. But I can't help falling in love with you. I wasn't actually prepared to sing that. (laughs) I just kind of came out. (laughs) Okay, a couple more here. Um, I'm going to throw in a Princess Bride reference. Love, true love, will follow you. Forever. (laughs) And of course, our unity mantra, love lives here. And then does anyone remember Jerry Maguire? Oh yeah. So as we move through my journey of love and I find myself in this age of young adulthood becoming a woman and I watched the movie Jerry Maguire. Do you remember what the, there were two main, kind of cornerstone statements that he had, but the main one was, you complete me. And so that was the rock that I 
placed all of my bets on that that's what love meant and that's what I was seeking. <laughs> right? <laughs> Does anyone see a problem in that? <laughs> right, so here we have myself seeking something outside of myself that only somebody else can fulfill, of which there's only a little bit of it, so it's not going to go around for everybody, so if I don't actually get it from somebody, I may miss the boat in getting love altogether. So, <laughs> when I was married in 2009, I thought I hit the jackpot. I thought I found the person who completed me. So, from 2009, fast forward to 2012, you can imagine how crushed I was and how devastated my heart was when I found myself sitting in the basement of my home on a cold, rainy, wet day in a home that was about to no longer become my home because I had sold it because I had just gone through a divorce. It gives me chills to actually think about it. And on that day, I had already moved about a month prior, so I had moved all of the essential things, and on this particular day, I was tasked with the what the heck do I do with these things now that I'm divorced. That box happened to be my wedding box. Wedding cards, guest book, wedding photos, and the wedding dress. So I sat on the floor in the basement crying. It was cold outside, it was cold in the basement, and it was cold in my heart. And this dress represented the failure of the idea that you complete me. It represented the failure of the idea to death do us part. And so in essence, I took it to mean the failure of my ability to find love and to love. And so I had been processing this and working through all of this for several months. This is the last piece of to-dos or logistics surrounding the dissolution of a marriage. So I was a mess. And I knew I had to do something with these items, but I also knew I was not in the right frame of mind to make any sort of rational decisions about what to do with your wedding dress and your pictures and all these beautiful mementos, including your bouquet. So I put the items back into the box, and then I put the box into the back of the car, and I drove away from my east side Portland bungalow, which was idyllic in and of itself, it was a turn-of-the-century home with a white picket fence. It was everything that I had dreamed of. And the farther I drove away from the home, the harder the tears came. And to the point where I was heaving, sobbing, snot, red face, tears, you name it. It was not pretty. <laughs> and in this moment, I would have absolutely said, love hurts, without a doubt. And so as I'm driving, I remember it clearly. The rain is pelting the window. It's raining as hard as I'm crying. And what do you know, this car pulls out of nowhere and cuts me off. I have to slam on the brakes. I might have said a few choice curse words. <laughs> but in the moment of hitting the brakes, I jeer forward towards the steering wheel. And as I do, I notice the bumper. And on the bumper of the blue Jetta was a bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker was white, with three words, written in black, bold font. So I had jeered forward because of me standing on the brakes, but then I leaned in as if the words were a magnet and pulled me toward them. And slowly, the tears started to stop. My breath started to calm. And that aching in my heart that I had felt since I was a young girl, seeking outside of myself, going to California with an aching in my heart, that aching started to lift because of three words. So of course I followed the car like a crazy crying person would. <laughs> Luckily, the car didn't go very far. They went about 100 yards and then turned into the Whole Foods parking lot in front of me. So, of course, I followed the car into the Whole Foods parking lot. The driver parked. I parked. The person got out. I don't even remember if it was a male or a female driving, to be honest with you, because I was so mesmerized. 
So I get out, the person starts to walk to the store, and I just said, may I take a picture of your bumper? And the person looked at me, and I'm sure they were a little bit taken back and just nodded their head and continued on their way to go into Whole Foods. And so I took a picture of the bumper sticker, which read, I choose love. And whatever it was about that moment and those words and that haze and in that dreary day, there was some divine wisdom that popped in. And that divine wisdom opened me up to a whole new understanding of what love was, what love is. So I, in the same instance, this movie reels going in the back of my head, and I see all the relationships that I had been in, all the failed attempts to find someone to complete me. And what I realized is that those failed attempts weren't because that person didn't complete me, but it was because I was not running away from them, but I was running away from myself. And what I was running away from was the fact that that person, however they showed up, either exposed me a lot or a little to this limiting belief that I had inherited somewhere along the line that I am not complete. So my next phase of love and campaigning for love was I choose self-love. And so from that, I kind of kick-started this notion that I needed to go complete myself. <laughs> and so I did this fun thing where I dated myself, and I wore this big black fake diamond ring on my wedding finger, and I went on dates by myself, and I had all this time just kind of seeking a, fa a false notion to an extent, but better than the you-complete-me notion. <clears throat> And in all that, I did find a man who I'm married to now, I have two kids with, and, <laughs> and was able to see that I am a complete person by you know, doing all these things that I had done. I had found my way of completing myself. I had done all these little tasks and these little to-dos. And so now we have two beautiful kids. And then this takes me into this kind of final phase of understanding what love is. And that happened the day that I had my son, and I held my son for the first time. And when you stare at a baby, you can actually just get lost. Jane so adequately one time referenced this as the church of baby, because you do. You go, you worship the baby, and you sit and stare for hours and hours and hours. And there's some point where there's this blur that happens when you're staring at the face of a person, whether it's a baby or any other person, where things start to actually get a little bit um, like those squiggly lines when you're looking at the road and it's a hot day. And you start to see the truth of who the person is. And it's easy in a baby because they've just come out and they have no flaws. And when I held my son for the first time, I was able to see in that moment that I never needed to complete myself. I never needed anyone to complete me. I came into this world complete. You came into this world complete. We all came into this world complete. Because we are that divine spark of spirit. So we are that essence of good, whole, complete. And so, when we choose love, it's not about choosing something outside of us. It's more about remembering who we are. And then one of the best ways for us to actually share that love is to imagine that you are this cup, this beautiful chalice, and inside you is this spring, and this spring is bubbling up from your divine essence, and in that water is love. And when you feel that love, you acknowledge that love, you affirm that love, you affirm what's filling up from within inside of you, over time that starts to come up to the top and then it flows over out into the world. So imagine how different we can then go and face our fears, not thinking that we have to fix them, not thinking we have to fix somebody else, but if we can stand in love and pull that love from within us up and out. 
and then it just flows because there is an infinite source of love. So yes, love is a noun. Yes, love is a verb. No, love is not this little angel flying around with a bow and arrow on your behalf, aiming this bow and arrow aimlessly out into the world, letting it go and hoping that, boing, it hits someone on the head who happens to be also in the same place as you, who might be available for you, and then that was your one chance at love. And oh, what happens if that arrow misses? And I'm sure the little carrier of arrows can only, the quiver of arrows can only hold so many arrows. <laughs> but love is a choice. And by that I mean choose your divinity. Choose to embrace your wholeness. And choose to be a force of love for love in the world by knowing that you are love. So choose love, and like the last song said, it's not as hard, hard, as hard as it seems. Namaste. Oh yes, tattoo, thank you. I knew I was gonna do that. Tattoo was the dating phase. Underneath the shirt, I should have worn a different shirt, but it says choose love. Yes, so that's the reminder. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Awesome. We're going to take two minutes here and just quiet time to reflect on the wisdom in this talk. I have down a song and then a poem by Donna. Sorry. Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go <laughs> straight to my lover's heart for me for me yeah cupid please hear my cry and let your arrow fly straight to my lover's heart for me now i don't mean to bother you but i'm in distress there's danger of me losing all of my happiness For I love a girl who doesn't know I exist And this you can fix So Cupid, draw back your bow And let your arrow go Straight to my lover's heart For me, nobody but me My lover's heart for me. Now, Cupid, if you made your arrow love strong for me, I promise I will love her until eternity. I know between the two of us, her heart we can steal. Help me if you will. So sing along, Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go. 
straight to my lover's heart for me. Nobody but me, yeah. Cupid, please hear my cry and let your arrow fly straight to my lover's heart for me. sunset that hurt. The pain stung her like a determined wild hornet's last meal, beside herself, truly. Yet, she drove off. As divine providence has proven again and again and again, it was then that a telling mantra appeared before her in the form of a bumper sticker. Bumper sticker, you say? Yes, that's right. In screaming, poignant technicolor, it spoke to her, loud and clear. I choose love. Wow. Say it out loud. I choose love. Louder. I choose love. Even louder. I choose love. This set her on a course of destiny that to this day rocks her world keeps her grounded, and leads her in the direction of true love. How did she get to this point? A point of choice, instead of automatic pilot. She listened. She saw the sign right when the darkness was all consuming, and the knot in her stomach was so tight, and the lump in her throat sat like an anchor. She saw the light. At first, a glimpse. But after a while, a glaring lighthouse siren that became her mantra, her affirmation toward freedom, the actualizing freedom of choosing love, choosing to love, choosing to embrace what is right in front of her. It came to pass that these words were her beacon out of her misery. And eventually, she chose love in the form of her sweetheart, and as she continued to choose love and choose again, two outstanding beautiful children, a boy and a girl, were birthed from this love, this true love that she got to choose. Tattooed forever on her grateful body, the body that allows her to ride off into the sunset day after day, with the knowing that choosing love is an ongoing action that fills her heart brings her peace, and allows for the most meaningful, ongoing celebration of love. One never knows where life-changing words will appear before us. Keep your eyes and mind open. Signs are all around us. Choose love, a mantra for all time. Too 
clearly coordinated on this one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearkening back to Jerry Maguire and that bumper sticker was like great spirit saying, help me help you, help me help you. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate your talk because I, as I kind of alluded to earlier, I am having a difficult time staying in love with my son right now. So definitely flip in more easily into fear than I would like to be. So I appreciate this talk a lot. All right. So musicians, we're time for offering, right? Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't off kilter again. All right. This is when we get to support this work, this community, the other organizations that we support. This is when you get to give of your time, your talent, your treasures. We now have, we're going to bless these. We now see empty baskets, but we know that's about to change. That's already changed. This is, this is where our abundance from this community just flows in and powers our mission statement, which is embodying love and awakening and spreading spiritual consciousness. This is required to get us there. So we're gonna say we're gonna send these baskets out. You can put a check in, you can put cash in, you can put an IOU, because you can work that, it doesn't work with love, but it will work here. Um, you can text in an offering and also just right off of our website. So, we bless these. Did I get that all wrong? Help me help you. Thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for I got gratitude in my heart, got gratitude in my soul. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. in our blessing of this offering. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Thank you, guys. All right, we have a few announcements. There is a Machu Picchu and spiritual adventure tour. Uh, this is the first I've been hearing of this, so if anyone else has additional information, who do we talk to? Okay, Kevin and Claire, who are in Roatan right now. Another 10 spots available. Okay, cool, there must be information on our website as well. Uh, and? You can watch past services anytime uh, on our, on, off of our website also. So we have a food bank today here at Unity, Bring Food, and that will get distributed out to um, members in this community that need that. Uh, and then join Melissa in a drumming circle to honor the passing of our friend Tarika Lee. That's gonna happen in the labyrinth today from seven to eight. And I'm gonna add one more piece in here in that keep your eyes open because we are going to be doing a Bridges to Justice, Bridges of Justice conference as part of the Northwest Regional Conference. It's gonna be four nights of awesome content around, how, around putting faith into action basically on social and environmental justice issues. That's coming up in September. All right, let's pray us out with the prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. 
The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is because I am. Woo! Thank you for it all. 